everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Joy's Crazy World. This is your host, Joy. Um, we're going to jump right in today. And I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode. This episode is going to be about change, right? Um, I've been going through a lot of changes. And, you know, one thing I realized about this journey that I am on First and foremost, it was a forced journey. <laughs> Let me go ahead and put that out there. It was not one that um, I felt like I was taking it, but I was taking it in my own kind of way. But the way that I was forced, forced to change uh, this way alone, uh, I say forced, but it was definitely necessary and I see the bigger picture of it now. Um, but I'm not gonna go so much talk about my, me, Right now, that'd be a different episode, but I just wanted to give an episode just off of change in general. You know, what is change and why are we as a, a people so afraid of it? Why do we get so, um, what's the word? We, we hear the word change and we automatically freeze up. Why? Why is that such a foreign or scary thing to us to want to be better to want to do better to want more for ourselves like why can't we just accept it as it comes and you know just looking at everything the way stuff unfolds it's scary you know like it is scary and it's not scary in the sense like Oh, you know, it's the booking under your bed type scary. or It's scary because people are really used to what they're used to. And that's the problem. No one wants to address... Do you, say, do you know how people say the elephant in the room? No one wants to address their elephant. Your personal. Not the one that, you know, or throughout the, a relationship with somebody else, these things happen. No, not like that. I mean stuff that's actually wrong with you. And I'm not going to lie, at, at one point, your trauma becomes a part of you. And a lot of people don't know themselves without it because it's the one thing that helps us understand who we are. Or, for example, it's like a child, right, when they're growing up. If a child touched, uh, for example, I have, I'm curling my hair right now, right? So if my daughter came in right now and touched these touch the black part of the curling iron, okay, it's not hot. She might come back and do it again, like, while I'm not looking. And then eventually she's going to make her way and touch that silver part, the metal of the curling iron, and it's going to burn her. And so that right there, that one little incident, even though beforehand she knew that touching the handle part was not hot, that could scare her for the rest of her life of curling irons. So when she get her hair done or... You know, or when she gets older, she might like she she will develop a phobia, a phobia of some kind to this. And even though you know she had the first experience, isn't it funny how no matter how many good things you do, as soon as you do one bad thing, one bad thing, it seems like everything else gets kind of melted into that. That's just like how our personalities are. When I started doing a lot of research, a lot of reading, I found that a lot of people. They, they become their experiences. And that's the problem. 
And there's nothing wrong against you. So when I say it's a problem, don't think I'm saying, oh, you're wrong for allowing it to happen. Because I do that. Like I said, I just don't want to talk about myself personally right now, which that's another episode. But I'm just speaking in general to anybody. You becoming your experiences. And you're not supposed to. Experiences are supposed to be exactly what they're called. Experiences. They are a time or a moment in your life that something good or bad happened. And they're supposed to be things that you learn and build off of. Right? You shouldn't allow your experiences to close you off or to shut you down to a point where, okay, now that I'm older, I'm going to only operate in this light, in this way. Nothing's new. Nothing new is going to, I'm going to never allow anything new to happen because I don't trust this. I don't trust that. I don't trust this. And that's what we do. So then, as we get older, we, you know, I feel like because. I feel like we all have that little voice in our head that tells us, oh, that sounds fun, right? Everybody has that voice. But then you get that voice and then right behind that voice, there's another voice that'll say something like, oh, no, we don't know how to do that. Or wait, that sounds scary. Or wait. And it's like those, that's what I'm talking about. That's what happens when you allow your experiences to become a part of your personality. You close yourself off to anything that could be new and exciting because it's not the norm. We all develop norms that's in our lives personally. And when we do, we cut ourselves off to a lot. So you all know about my beautiful queen, Mozzie. She, we start with that, like, that like, like, like that all the time. Shaping ourselves and not allowing traumas to shape us, not allowing things that we went through to come in or stay in with, within us and make us react certain ways. So, for example, people who are prone to anger, I don't blame people like that because I'm not going to lie to you. I will be honest. I am very, when something bad happens, my first thing is to immediately get angry about it because I don't feel, I don't want to feel any other emotion because it makes me feel too vulnerable. Because why? Growing up, that's what I was taught. You don't be vulnerable to people. You don't show people this. You don't show people that. So I'm closed off to a lot of things, to a lot of different people. And it's nothing bad with that. It's not like it's a hindrance to me at times. But no, well, let me back up. I just contradicted myself. It is a hindrance to me. And I'm realizing that now, that I'm older. Now that my birthday just passed, another year older, another, like I said, being in this house alone, being forced to look at myself, being forced to write, being forced to meditate, being forced to be in your own company, let me tell you about an experience like that. It really drives, it really drives you insane. I'm not even gonna lie. I felt these past, so you know, we all had Christmas, we all had New Year's. Um, my daughter was with her other parent, Mozzie was with her family. So I had nothing but time but to be in this house by myself. And let me tell y'all this. One thing about me, and if you listen to me before on my other episodes, on my other podcasts, you will understand I have no problem with being alone. I grew up alone. It was only me and my baby brother. And my baby brother passed away, you know, in 2020. So it's just been me. I'm, so I'm not, I have no problem with being alone. As you all know, I've expressed multiple times that since I've been with Lauren, I don't want to be alone. Her presence it's the most beautiful presence I think I've ever I think I've ever had the pleasure to be around. And even when, you know, we're angry with one another or we're not talking or whatever, it's just knowing she's in the house 
that's and that's somebody with some tight and beautiful energy. And the thing is, I've only felt that way about, excuse me, I've only heard people describe my energy as being that way. Oh, you come into a room and you just feel so full. Or when you're around, I feel so whole. Or when you're around, you know, it's always something blissful and beautiful behind you being somebody else's life. I've never truly experienced that with anybody other than Lauren. And my thing is this. When people talk about certain things, right? And they talk about certain things. It's easy to get consumed, right? But like I said, just... To be able to just sit around somebody and still feel like you guys are just, it's just you two, even when it's like me and her in the restaurant, just her presence is beautiful. You miss stuff like that, right? right? So when it's missing, you have to see like, okay, because as beautiful as that is, and as beautiful as I feel when people tell me that, oh, you know, it's something about you. When you're around, I feel this. Even my friends, oh, I just love hanging around with you. I just love this. I love that. You know, I enjoy your company. I enjoy this. That's fine. But can you still say that when you're alone? You should be able to say that about yourself. That's what I'm trying to get into about the whole thing about change. You should still be able to sit in your own company and still feel the same wholeness you would feel now, I'm not saying you can't be sad. I'm not saying that, oh, you're pathetic or whatever like that, because you're not. Because I tell you, I sat in this house by myself, and I was in here for the first, the whole time. Even now, still, you know, she, she's, she's not back yet. But I sit here, and I do get sad, because you, you just miss it. It's like, damn, this, this person really, it shows you a lot. It makes you appreciate a lot, right? It makes me appreciate a lot of things. But also, at the same time, I am learning to just be comfortable with being by myself again. It's been almost three years since I had to be by myself. <laughs> you know, like, deployments don't count. Work don't count. Going to Korea, stuff like that does not count. But when you have to, like, when there's no type of distance that has to be because of work between you guys and you just have to be separate, that is the greatest. That right there is a test. That's a test because, like I said, it pushes you to really just enjoy your company or relearn yourself. And that's what this whole journey about change is all about, relearning how to connect with yourself without the trauma. Like I said, it's, it's, easy. it's easy to be your experiences. And at first, I'm trying to tell you, I felt very unpleasant because it's been a while, like it's almost three years since I had to sit in here alone by myself or be by myself. Because whether Mozzie's here or not, I have my daughter. Or my daughter's not here, I have Mozzie. I have, there's always one of them around. But... When they both were gone, my daughter's back now. You probably heard her laugh a couple seconds ago. But when Mozzie's not here for the first couple of weeks and I was here by myself, I just, I forgot the feeling. And then everything that I feel like her presence distracted me from, as far as not, when I say distraction, it's not always a bad thing to for somebody's presence to distract you. It's good because I wasn't thinking about my brother dying. I wasn't thinking about... Oh, how my career almost took a dive. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was just wrapped up in her. But when she wasn't here, it forced me to sit and look at my things that I did to contribute to anything that went wrong. Whether it was with her, whether it was myself, whether it was past relationships, whether it was mindsets that I have about things. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in the negative 
that sometimes it's really, really hard to find just the smallest beauty in things. And at first, I couldn't find any beauty about sitting in here by myself, depressed. Christmas came around, I was in here, felt like I was about to freaking go join my brother, to be honest with you. And it showed me a lot, like, why am I, why do I feel so empty? That's because deep down, I am. And that's something that you have to realize. You can't fill someone else's cup from an empty cup, and that's where I'm talking about change. You can't fill somebody else's glass when you have nothing to pour from. Like I said, it's good that when me and Mazi are together, you know, we make each other happy. But are we really making each other happy? That's what you have to realize. Are you genuinely happy? You can't make someone else's someone else happy. That's surface level. If deep down you feel like you have nothing left inside of you, that's the change I'm talking about. Once you realize that, that change, that deep sunken feeling that you have that I want to be better, I want to do better, I want to literally, all that shit that people say like, oh, you're so beautiful. I want to feel that for myself. I want to feel my own self, make myself feel that type of beauty. That blissfulness I just talked about when Mazi's around, I want to make that myself of that when she's not around, when I'm around just me, when I'm around myself. Do I feel the same presence and fulfillment and beauty that I feel when she's around? And now the answer is yes. Because it's all about soul searching and understanding yourself. Get back in contact with yourself. The person I am today, people, people don't believe that people can change, right? I believe that you can if you truly and genuinely want to. But you have to really sit with yourself. I mean, sit with yourself. And it's going to make you feel crazy at first. <laughs> it's going to make you feel like you've lost your mind. Because you never really realize how often you're talking to yourself in your head until you have no one else to regurgitate the words to. That's when you're like, damn. I really be on some crazy ass <laughs> You know? It's crazy to think that more than half our lives we have this voice or voices, depending on who you are, inside of you, talking to you constantly. And how it really takes a second to just pause and listen to them. And that's what I've been doing. Changing. Wanting to be better. Wanting to be more evolved. Wanting to be more peaceful. More relaxed. And I do feel that. And so I know that when Mazi comes back home, she will feel that. It takes time for everybody to just feel have their own, you know, you create an energy. I strongly believe in energy. Maybe that's my native side. I believe in energy and I believe in strength and I believe in auras and all that stuff like that. I do because you have a set in a room with somebody who you just met and you just felt so heavy around them and you looked at them. You can, it's like you can just feel, it's called being an empath. You could feel every single ounce of weight that they have on them. And then you speak to them. And you'll talk to them. And then by the time the conversation ends, because along with being an empath, you could be a healer. And they feel so much better. And they're like, oh, you know, you're freaking awesome. They give me all these compliments. But then you just feel so drained, like a car battery that's been on all night. Because you give energy. Some people are there to suck energy from you. Some people are there to give energy from you. And some people are there to balance you out. 
I know I have very vibrant energy. And that's why with me and Lauren together, we vibe so great. Because our energies together matched and mashed together. They're beautiful. They build off one another. That's why anybody who see me and her together, they're like, oh, you guys are power. Come back and see. You guys are just as light. That's gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. Because her personality, she's very bubbly anyway. I'm more of a reserved, sit back type. But once, you get, once I start talking to you, that's when you'll be like, damn. But even still, even with me being pulled back and laid back, I still give a positive aura. And that's, hard, and that's difficult for a lot of people to do. But again, we're still people. So even though I might give a positive, like, oh, she might be cool vibe, my facial expressions, <laughs> that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother segment for another time. But so it throws people off until I actually start speaking and talking to like that. But with Mozzie, she's already bubbly. So with her bubbliness plus her energy, it just is so damn attractive to anybody. You don't have to like women. You can just be like, damn, like you would want to be around her because that's how she is. But when that's taken away, are you still main, able, able to maintain that same bubbliness within yourself? That's what deep root searching and changing is all about and evolving and developing yourself right talk to yourself like i said i'm gonna tell you now people try to make it seem like it's like it's so like it's so uncommon to just talk to yourself you will have some of the best conversations and that's how you really get to know you and and, and i know that sounds weird but it sounds weird up until you try it that's how you get to know you You, 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 you have to, you just have to um, be able to engage with yourself. I write a lot. I journal. I write my stories. I use some of my own things to write my stories with them too. Because it just, it adds a whole nother layer to it, you know. But you have to be that person that you needed growing up. That's my thing. I never had, like I had strong women in my life, like I said, and that's, you know how I feel about my grandmother and my mother. I've done some segments without really going into too much detail, but I have talked about, you know, certain things. But I never, now that I'm realized, I really never had the woman that I needed in my life growing up. So I'm trying to become that woman, not only for my daughter, but also for myself. Because when you look back after you've changed and you can look at some ways, and you're like, yo, that was really fucked up of me to act this way. Regardless of the situation, I should have never did this. I should never did that. That takes genuine change within yourself. And that's not going to come overnight. And that's what I mean. You have to really feel it, you know? So. Uh, you have to feel it and want to be better. So, yeah, like I said, I I don't know. Like I said, just even now when I look at, listen to some of my older episodes, and it's just like, rant here, rant here, even with all the hate and poverty in the world, you still can find some beauty in it. And no, I'm not no optimistic, weird ass person. I didn't become that. And I'm not saying that I'm, I mean, I'm not saying anybody that is like that is weird. There's nothing wrong with being positive. But what I'm saying is it is so hard in this world we live in to find beauty in anything. Sometimes even in ourselves. Especially when we some people when they become self-aware, they get depressed because I was one of those people. I was like, yo, I really did some fucked up shit. And I then I realized that it wasn't because I was the fucked up person because of my experiences. My shit I went through created me to be this 
And yes, I am still a hard-shelled person. It, it, I'm not saying every time I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, give me a hug. Because that's not never going to be a thing. So I don't like people touching me. But I am not so closed off. I'll say that. You still got to earn different levels of me. But at the same time, I give a little bit more than I normally do. And I've seen the difference in people's faces. Even old friends that I have, the way they talk to me now, they're like, Joy, you just, you're so like, you're already this, but damn, like the way you are now, I, can, I just feel like you just feel so like, just listen to people that I've known for years say stuff like that to me. That shows me that the change does work if you want it to change. You have to actually want it. You have to sit there and really dig down. And there's going to be a lot of negative. People don't like telling themselves the truth. That's the problem. People don't, people don't like hearing the truth. Once you get past that, oh, that's not you. I'm not like this. I can never be like that. Once you get that arrogance out your head and stop thinking that you're the best fucking thing in the world, that's when you will become the best thing in the world. And it sounds so crazy. Believe me, it sounds crazy. All this reading I'm doing, all this spiritual work I'm doing, getting back in touch with my native side, getting also with that being a Christian. So it's very conflicting, by the way. But just doing both and even still, even if you eat, I, I, I I wouldn't even really call it practicing Christianity or or being more spiritual. I'm just saying I'm finding myself, getting in tune with yourself. That's what it is. Getting in tune with you, getting your body aligned with yourself, your mind and heart. My emotions, yes, obviously you're going to be emotional. I said my emotions are still skyrocketing all over the place. There are still days I, walk, I come home from work and I look and I don't see Monty's car and I'd be like, Ugh. you know, because that's still there. But the work, the beauty in it, the way we still interact, the beauty, the way we talk, the way we see each other both evolved. That's what's special in it all. You create a peaceful place that even when people drive by, they see the beauty in your home. That's what matters. You can see the beauty in your home. When you walk in, even though you may have had a hard day at work, but you walk in and you just feel automatically zen, that is gorgeous. And that is when you know that you've done the work. And that's when you know your work is done. And no. It's always developing. It's never going to be a time where it's fully developed. You have to always put in the work to be better. And even when certain situations arise that may have reminded you of something that just happened, you have to make the choice to whether you're okay, well, you used to do this, so this is why I'm going to act this way. Or just like, okay, that's fine. And look at it from a different perspective. Because you can't control things. That's the thing. Whether somebody's with you, away from you, Right next to you, you can't control anybody. You can only control you and how you react to things and what you allow yourself to react to. And that's the beauty. That's the true power of changing your mindset. And that's the true power of changing the way you think. That's powerful. Being able to, in the moment that you know you would have gotten angry, make a different choice. Because one thing I have learned is choices made in anger can never be undone. Words said in anger can never be undone. Take the time out to understand you first before you try to understand somebody else. Because I tell you, I can, I know Mozzie. I know when she gets mad, you know, she says things and this and that. But it takes a bigger person to know that, okay, she's upset. And vice versa. Not even just with her, even my mom. Even anybody you re- you interact with, you should know them enough. And if you don't know them enough, 
step back and take the time to get to know them. Stop putting yourself in people's presence just because you feel like you need to be there. You don't have to. I have friends that I have friends that I don't even excuse me. I'm, I have people who I don't even I'm not even friends with them anymore. I have people who I never thought I'd be friends with. I am friends with. I have friends with. I have people. I have friends now that I am getting closer to these people that I never thought we would be getting close to. Like I just thought it's like you know you have friendships different levels to friendships. But I have one friendship that is definitely developing, and it's beautiful and it's blissful. And that was that one. It's the one I cherish more than anything else. Because when you have no one, you have yourself. And if you feel like you don't have yourself, then how can you give that to somebody else? That's the thing. So I hope you do enjoy this episode. Please email, comment, like you always do. This next segment, like I said, I just want you guys to really listen and take it in. Try doing something different for yourself. Ask yourself every day, what's something I can do for me? And that's the question I say. What can I do for me? Even if it's one thing. Big or small. 